Modern Medius oh. Res, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna we're explain not. ourselves. But look, like, look here's the thing though. Feet. Look, you can't be I don't care how good you are, you can't be the only good defender on your team and expect to do much in the playoffs. Uh like it doesn't I mean, not you can't, but like he is a uh, from the from the way they make it seem, he is a top five defender of like this generation. But yeah. he's continuously getting cooked when it matters. But here, here's here's the thing you got to keep in mind: the best players cook everybody regularly. That's not say, saying oh you got cooked by like KD or something. It's not special. It's like every other day. <laughs> Exactly, and there's only and there's only like one big man that can actually guard like four position four positions, and that's like guards on the pick and roll, playoff guards on the pick and roll. Basically, you're playing the playoff, you're playing the best guards. Now we've seen people who are like the defensive juggernauts who pose a threat to people, right? Even the best players, once they pose a threat, like they make the shots harder, right? Um, That's all you're gonna possibly ask them to do is to make the offensive person work as hard as possible um to you know get that bucket and Rudy Gobert in the playoffs when it matters and I mean and it has to be specific to playoffs because regular season basketball in the NBA everybody knows it's just whatever right what uh Iman Schumper said recently like basketball in the NBA no more is it checkered or no more is it chess it's checkers right uh you don't have to run crazy plays and try to make a chess move and counter the other opponent uh Damian Lillard comes on the court he pulled up a 40 like a lot and you grip on him he going right past you that's the offense right if you go back to 2008 you watch those uh Boston Celtics teams and that's for one example of many they're running legitimate plays because you know that's just the time of the game but Rudy Gobert is getting cooked all the time and doesn't make it difficult for anybody in a time where it matters in the playoffs. Drip, drip well, off, like, I hate Draymond Green. You know it. But at least mm-hmm. he makes things difficult. Uh, you know. Uh, he but he's also difficult. like right? six inches shorter than Gobert. In sc- like, <laughs> but you can't score at the, at the rim against Robert, Rudy, Rudy, Ooh, Rudy Gobert. Excuse me. It's been a minute. But you can't score at the rim when he's on the court. Yeah, you can because in the playoffs... He leaked. He has to come out, and so when he comes out, he gets to go into the room because it just the, past. But the fact the fact he has to come out is not his fault, though. That's the fault of the collect how Look, the it's team not is his set fault. up. Like then, the fact that the he, fact that he can't come out and like the defense not fall apart is not on him. <laughs> but like it's not his fault. But if you if you say we got two players on offense, two players on defense on this side of the court. Whoever's guarding Rudy Colbert, come or whoever Rudy Gobert, whoever Rudy Gobert, whoever yeah, it's been a while. Whoever Rudy Gobert is guarding, come up. We're gonna run a pick and roll. That's a score every time Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. And I wish he was better, but <laughs> guards cook him every year. Every well, year. Like here's the again with Rudy Gobert. We already know he's not he's he's not that fast. All right, like he's he's <laughs> like and like here's the thing, right? That on the perimeter, you're correct. This is an issue, right? But we all, but like again, dude's not recognized as an elite level perimeter defender. He's recognized mainly for his ability to protect the rim and to just wreak havoc in and around the paint, right? And the thing is that when the pick and roll happens. Right, he's gonna have a decision to make. Right, he can play into the fact that he is not that fast and uh-huh. go un- and like and, and like come back, or he will have to come out and contest. The minute he comes out and contests, he's gonna get blown by, or like that leaves his. Like that—that that leaves one of his teammates on an island with a dude his size. And if he plays, and if he plays back, especially when a dude doesn't get through the pick, right? And like on a well-set pick, 
most dudes aren't getting through that in time especially not for the dudes we start talking about like again like a lillard or a curry right that like if he plays back that's just that that's three points Right, if if, so Go, if Gobert I, doesn't come up and contest, that, that that's three points. <laughs> I can't do a better job of explaining his flaws than you did just now. <laughs> you did it's like, like here's the thing. If you are, if you're his coach, you have to, you have to understand this and you have to try and cover some kind of way. And it doesn't do us and like as a coach and like as as somebody recognize like it doesn't do you any good to. It's like yes, recognize the player's limitations, but it's also like. That doesn't take away from what they do well, and it doesn't change the fact that, like, what he does, he does at an elite level. And but, like, the, you also, look, you're, you're right. What he does, he does at an elite level. And, you know, his elite level contributions for what he does would make the championship team uh, pre-2012. But then you got this guy named Steph Curry who changed how the league plays. So there's dudes who aren't even as good as shooters as Steph Curry, trying to do what Steph Curry does. All of a sudden, boom, we're gonna go bear. Inviable when it matters. He, you know, and that's just like his part way. of his inviability is the fact that like his teammates collectively aren't that good at defending the perimeter, right? But it's not and like, like, sorry, no, 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 go go ahead and say it, whatever it was. It's cool. But but it, but it's like um. His coaches are the okay. They have a really good offensive team. Point period, mm-hmm. and it fits perfectly for Rudy Gobert, right? Because Arab Rudy Gobert can just get their rebounds and offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds, and you know he can just kick it out real quick and just run block to block, fine. But defensively, they're made to be successful in the regular season. But then, obviously, regular season basketball and playoffs basketball is not the same thing, and mm-hmm. it's just you know, and it's it's, it's and, I, and I don't hate Rudy Gobert. I love seeing him get cooked. Like <laughs> I don't hate him whatsoever. But I just like truthfully, I don't have any real opinions about the Utah Jazz. Right? The Utah Jazz are you know top three. Playing. They are salt. Look, the Utah Jazz are saltine crackers, right? Uh, it's a little dry. Like, that's what Utah Jazz are. You know what I mean? It's what they always have been. It's what they'll continue to be, right? It doesn't matter if you have John Stockton. It doesn't matter if you have Darren Williams. It doesn't matter if you have Donovan Mitchell. They're just a little bland on the taste buds. And I don't have real opinions about them, but every single time the playoffs start, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a really good player, and the Utah Jazz tend to be a really good team. But I'm trying to figure out what may do they have to do something with Rudy Gobert to put him over the hump of a good regular season team to a really good contender. That's all I'm saying. That's that's a solid question, and like I don't have pretty answers just because like again I think it's like you'd probably argue part of the issue is the is kind of the team defense, and like the reality is that there's not a good defender that. Come like when it when the X's and O's start to matter that you can't largely scheme out yeah. of mattering right by themselves. Yeah. Right. Because like you can just kind of leave their dude over there. In the case of like a Rudy Gobert, you can put a dude his size who can halfway shoot on the floor and like he has to and he has to start playing over just 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 to be safe, right? That takes him out of position for to like to like contest in other places it makes him have to move more which again he's better when he can be more like if he he can be more stationary on defense he's it's better for the team collectively so just putting somebody who can shoot out there that he has to guard but also just like if the team is getting cooked it's not necessarily Okay, I'm gonna put it like this. If Do- like, and this isn't trying to like slight Donovan Mitchell, but if it, but if he's getting cooked on defense on the regular, uh-huh. there's not a whole lot Gobert can do because like they can't guard the same guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And once again, if this was so easy to fix, I'm sure somebody would have fixed, right? Oh yeah. Why do I feel so, like, like it's a player personnel thing where it is? It basically is. It is. 
it's not easy to fix it because it's only like I can only think of like two dudes that can actually solve this problem where they can actually guard somebody on the perimeter a little bit and also be uh, that weak side rim protector. I can only think of like two people, and that's like Ooh. Aaron Gordon and uh, Miles Turner. And I say oh. Miles Turner mainly because secondary secondary rim protector. That can also Wait, shoot threes. You said what? Draymond? Not a rim protector. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's, he's going to have to take charges. He, he'll take charges and he'll be in good position. So maybe you can do something with that. But like we're talking about a dude that's going to have like a head of steam coming downhill. And that person that's going to be standing in front of them is a... Six 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 seven power forward who does not have lift. Yeah, that's a poster. LeBron. Uh, you when he buckles down, maybe LeBron yeah. when he's on defense. Yeah, but like because yeah. like a Miami LeBron, LeBron would be perfect for this. A prime LeBron, one hundred percent. Kawhi Leonard, mm. I would say pre two years ago, like like. Pre the playoffs when he guarded Giannis at the rim, like pre that playoffs when they when he beat uh, Toronto, pre Toronto Kawhi Leonard, uh, I would say yes. Post, he's on the floor, so I can't really, uh, I can't really give him any kind of credit, even though I want to give him you know pretty much a lot of credit. Um, but no, you're right. But you know, it's not. I don't know, but. Yeah. It has to be like almost ungettable players that can solve their issue. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of teams though. Yeah. Pascal Siakam? But I You know full well that they're not like <laughs> like the Jazz aren't gonna want to get up, give up what rap the Raptors are one for him. Weren't they trying to ship him already? Like this I he's on the dollars guys. You have your replacement in Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, moving forward a little bit, yeah, because uh, that got kind of esoteric. We started off in in the trenches of this, but okay, let's next. All right. Well, I mean, so before we go to the next thing, let's go ahead and get uh, what was it? The, the intro in, <clears throat> guys. I know you're already twelve and a half minutes into this podcast, but I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr. in this is the Traveling Hoopers NBA show podcast. In front of me are my two really good friends, Calvin McGowan and Philip Dixon. They've already heard your your voices, guys. So, yeah. oh, dang. Sorry, Philip. No, AKA, you got to save it for the end of the podcast, which should give you enough time to come up with a good one this time. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we, okay. we still going to wait. We still going to wait. I don't trust you yet, you know limited minutes for you but uh <laughs> you treat me like patrick beverly yeah yeah limited attempts too my boy uh wow you gotta make sure you hit when you get on the floor you gotta make it count and you haven't been lately okay. i'm sorry okay but uh let's go ahead and continue our discussion uh i think the only thing we can really talk about is the chicago bulls and when we do that we turn to our uh reporter Philip Dixon, go ahead and tell us what you got on uh, the Midwest teams. You know, you know what the Midwest is young and restless. You know, little Kanye out there, college graduation. Um, yeah. So uh, the Chicago Bulls, at the moment of this recording, are number one in the Eastern Conference. Um, and uh, what can I say? They've been cooking, uh, and they've been really cooking, and. What makes it most impressive is, so right now they're on a seven-game winning streak. Lonzo Ball has been out half of them for um, safety and health and safety protocol thing. And Alex Caruso hasn't been in all of them because of an injury. Those are their two best defensive players. Mm. It's not even close. Uh, Alex Crusoe when he was when he went out was number one in the league in steals, and 
Lonzo was just a guy on the court who was disrupting, but also could guard four positions. I mean, literally from point guards to <laughs> they play the Knicks, he's guarding Julius Randle, right? Like, he's doing it all, which allows DeMar DeRozan. Uh, oh, and not, 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 to, not to forget, he's shooting over 40% for the three-point line. At a high, at a high clip, right? So that allows Demar Derozan, that um, that allows Zach Levine to focus on what they do best. And at the beginning of the year, you know, you had, you know, you had talking heads on ESPN and Fox Sports One, and you know, all these other things, and talking how they probably won't mesh. And they, uh, not probably, they didn't say probably. They said they won't mesh. Which, if we rewind the tape, the beginning of the year. I definitely said that wasn't going to be the case. And I gave the reasons why they were going to mesh. Um, and they have, right? But the thing that's wild is Zach Levine is playing like Zach Levine, right? But with, like, a, a different kind of gusto to it, right? So this last game, they played the Washington Wizards. And you saw Zach Levine try his, his hardest to outplay Bradley Beal. And you can make your argument with his 33 points where it was that he outplayed Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal is notably one of the best shooting guards in, in, in the in the NBA, right? But DeMar DeRozan is scoring so easy. It is kind of wild, right? And I don't mean like he's coming down and He's shooting all these crazy threes, so his numbers are going up. Is is his shooting is going up, right? In terms of points per game, and the forties and the fifties, and no, 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 none of that, none of that, none of that. He just comes down, posts up, hit him with four, five Kobe moves, bucket, mid range, bucket. Now everybody's focused on these last two buzzer beaters he uh, he hit, which. And they said he was the first person in NBA history to hit two buzzer beaters, two direct days after each other, right? Larry Bird hit two buzzer beaters in two, like, games that were next to each other, but they weren't in consecutive days. So Lamar or DeMar Rosen hit him in consecutive days, first time in NBA history, and that's what a lot of people are going to be focused on. But I think the continuity of the team is what needs to be focused on. And that Vucevic didn't play well at the beginning of the season. And now he's starting to play like the, the all-star Vucevic that was in Orlando. Um, and they have a deep team, right? Lonzo comes back. Kobe White's coming off the bench. Kobe White been cooking. <laughs> like, you watch him, he been cooking, cooking. Like, he's scoring 20 points in games and stuff like that. And to have that coming off your bench along with Caruso, who was a good facilitator and a really, really good defensive player, um, along with, you know, uh, some of these other players that have contributed well, uh, really, really well, um, some of these draft picks they got. And you talk about other teams of the East, you talk about, you know, uh, 76ers, you're talking about Boston, you're talking about the Knicks, talking about uh, Brooklyn. They're not as deep. They're not as deep and as sturdy deep. So if one player goes out, you have to have one person take over, right? Uh, and that's not how, not how the Bulls are. The Bulls are much deeper than the rest of these teams. And I'm calling it right now. Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls. I'm calling it right now. You saying that even after Kyrie's return, but we'll save that uh, for that. I, I, I 100% say that after Kyrie's return because... My whole thing is this. With COVID protocols, with injuries, whatever, if one of those three players goes out, being uh, Kyrie, James Harden, or uh, KD, if one of those three players go out, they're incredibly beatable. Incredibly beatable. But all three stay. I don't haven't seen them play really together. Um, they're going to be great, but also they don't play defense. And the Bulls play defense. Milwaukee plays defense. You know what I mean? Like, more, when Lonzo Ball and Oscar are playing, the Bulls are a top 10 defensive team in the league. 
Milwaukee obviously is going to be a top tier defensive team also. So it's you know I have to take my chances and Kyrie. I don't like that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna give him no kind of credit. Uh, but we, we can talk about Kyrie later on though. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So Demar Derozan is getting hyped for this MVP now. From what you've seen this season, does he? How deserved is it? And what is his chances that he'll actually get it? If he keeps playing the way he's playing, if the Bulls go from no, if the Bulls missed the playoffs last year, and they're number one in the East this year, and the only things you really added were a few lower end draft picks. Um, DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball with Caruso, whatever, um, then he has to be consideration because he's not carrying that team by any means because they have Zach Levine and they have like really good pieces. But he is destroying on the number one team that adds to a lot of it too, right? So he might not score as many points as Kevin Durant uh, but or and Steph Curry, but... Without scoring those points, his contributions to like the success of the team, you could argue, is higher than all of theirs. Mm. Now, Demar Derozan is number six in in the league in scoring right now, with uh, almost twenty seven a game. And then, yeah, yeah, like like. His, and I believe his he numbers is close, high. yo. I believe he's shooting a career high from three too. Like, he's uh, out here doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's shooting him a decent clip. Right? Like, he's out here doing his thing. Will he be MVP? I don't know. But I would say this right now. These two, these last two buzzer beaters, because MVP is a lot about, you know, the spectacle, too, of MVP, right? Yeah. These last two buzzer beaters helped, helped his case out a whole lot. Oh. Like, a whole lot. Uh, because... You know, the shots were ridiculous. The, the first one against the Pacers, he did a between the leg. He did a, a left to right between the legs, but didn't take another dribble and went off one foot on three. That's ridiculous. And then the second one against the Wizards, he did this turnaround to the corner three, pump faked, more made sure his foot was behind three point four line in the first place. Pump faked, got someone off their feet. Bradley Bill played good defense, and then hit and then hit the three. Like those, those are ridiculous shots. At the end of his career, these shots would be shown like consistently, right? Um, remember, at the end of his career is only like four, three, four, four years, years away, four, four or five years away, whatever it is, right? Like he's in mid thirties. Um, in his McDonald's All American class, he's playing like with Brandon Jennings and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh. Like people, don't, like people forget how old he was because he went to college. Bad. So, you know, he's been around for a minute. Also, people forget how old he is because he, uh, he he played in Toronto. Yeah. So like, no one cares about Toronto. <laughs> so for a lot of the first time, so people didn't notice him really, really like the mainstream really didn't notice him outside of dunk contests until the Toronto Raptors started hitting up and then getting smacked by LeBron. That's when they started to like really recognize him in a mainstream sense. So like in in you know the everyday basketball fan with the common basketball fans conscience, he's only been around for six, seven years. But he's been around a lot longer than that. Yeah. I mean, those early Toronto teams did indeed suck though. Like, they were, That's they, why they were, were able to get him in the first place. <laughs> they were you were with the even all over? Is it <laughs> Even all over DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> no yeah. swag at all. I was <laughs> thinking fro DeMar DeRozan, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. bro. No, if, no, we no, put no, pic- no. if we put pictures like rookie DeMar DeRozan in 12 years in DeMar DeRozan, not the same person, yeah. But still got acne, though. <laughs> and look, it's, it's, not <laughs> it's, it's not as bad as it used to be. It's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, DeMar Rosen used to look like a child. 
<laughs> but like, like in the face. But then you see him; he's like six seven and dunking on people and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he a monster human being. But you know, the camera usually adds ten pounds, but it made him like l- lose ten years. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, <clears throat> Philip. So you said they played the Washington Wizards and the Pacers. Tell us a little bit about both those teams so far. The Pacers are going to be the Pacers. So they're just, they're, they're, you know, the Pacers are never contenders, but they're always like pretty good. <laughs> like they, they aren't that good this year. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I have the standings in front of me. Well, what are they? 14 and 23. Yeah. And their oh. stars all want to leave. Well, except Malcolm Brogdon. Sabonis needs to go. Like he's good. Like, he's good, good. But, like, he getting wasted away in, in, in the in the Pacers, you know what I mean? So, like, but the Pacers look good to me, personally, as I watch. But, or, not good. They look like the Pacers. Like, huh, okay, I see it. You know what I mean? But, you know, apparently the record record doesn't um, fall in line with that. The Washington Wizards look... They are contenders, like, they're not contenders. Uh, I remember that earlier in the year, they were, like, number one in the East and that stuff. Yeah, that was fake. <laughs> um, but they look like one of those teams that it's just going to be, like, good enough to be around, but not good enough to win a championship. So it's kind of an limbo thing, because Bradley Beal can't be your number, number one when you win a championship. And, like, I like Bradley Beal. He's a Missouri guy. Like, I like Bradley Beal. But he can't be your number one. He's, like, like, no. He can't be your number one you win a championship. I'll, I'll say that right now. Like, there's, I, I was going to say, there's, like, he might be able to do, like, an A, B kind of thing with, like, or 1A, 1B kind of thing with, like, nah. kind of how, like, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are. Oh. But, like, we've seen that with John Wall, and it just didn't add to anything. So, like, but he wants apparently he wants to apparently stay in Washington, um, so you know get your check. But you ain't winning. <laughs> like I, in my lifetime, I don't ever fairness, expect. I, I, I'm just looking at the numbers and I couldn't really explain them to you because I'd have to watch. He is shooting the three ball worse than at any point in his career. Oh yeah, I mean he takes really difficult shots. Like he he makes the yeah. game harder for himself, but it just. Like defense doesn't affect him. Hard for himself, though. I think his team's just like not great. So like, but it's better than last year. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's better than it's better than last year for sure. But like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, last year was fine. So to be better than last year is not too too difficult. You know what I mean? For them, for them at least, for them at least. Yeah. Talk about Lakers. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying though, right? Because like. He's a career 37% three-point shooter. He is currently shooting 28% from three. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's having the opposite of uh, DeMar DeRozan's year. Basically. If we would have left him somewhere else, we can get easier shots. That might have been something different, but whatever. Well, that ain't gonna happen, yo. He getting paid too much money. I think he like being a star. And I look, I can't be mad at it. Okay, I mean, I I won't be mad at it, but I'm also not a Washington Wizards fan. Cause like, if I know this, some of them have to know this. He's like, damn, we're still this guy. We're gonna be a normal. We're gonna be an average team for a long time, huh? Like, cause they're not gonna win. They're not gonna lose enough games to get a crazy high draft pick. So there's gonna be a lim- they're gonna be a, in basketball purgatory, in basketball limbo, and that's never what wanna be. You know what I mean? But they back I, to the early uh the early version of the Wizards. You remember when they had uh Swaggy P and JaVel McGee? Hey. With the with, with with those trash blue jerseys? Yeah. Yeah. That's like right after the gold jerseys with Gilbert Arena. Yeah. Hey, did you see um KCP like hit the side of the backboard with a dunk? Yes, bro. That was that was awful. It made my day, but it was also, awful. Kyle Kuzma has been kind of doing pretty good. Oh, you like Kuzma now? 
Call, no, I, no. Now what you want? No, 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 no. I keep the same energy at all times. I'm saying Kyle Kuzma before, before DeMar DeRozan hit the turnaround three to win the game. Kyle Kuzma hit the three before that to put the Wizards up. It was a deep three too, and he had thirty. So he was doing pretty. He was doing. He looked like he was doing pretty good. But um, once again, if Kuzma's one of your best players, then that says a lot. <laughs> just let me just leave, leave, leave it at that. Kuzma a bucket though. Hey, right. <clears throat> but in some much brighter news, the King Kyrie's back. Yeah, is that brighter? Yes, he's much brighter, bro. He he plays on Wednesday. I am excited. I can't wait to see that. This that's gonna be a disjointed mess, y'all. Is is KD back? Hold up, let me see. Cause I know he was out for a couple games. I think he's he's supposed to be back. Looking at uh, the depth chart. Oh yeah, it's over for y'all. It's over. And we got Harden out here uh, being tied for leading the. Uh, League and assist is over for I mean, uh, well, he, like here's they, they still have a basic problem, like two basic <laughs> problems, right? You already they, know like, what I'm gonna say. I know, and I, I feel like at this point you just like it's just like a, it's a bit or whatever, but like one. They again, and this is the entire reason they're they're pulling Kyrie now because Joe Harris is hurt. Since Joe Harris has been hurt, they have been just north of mediocre. They've lost five games in that span, going what I think I said eight of five, um, including losses to the Rockets and the Magic. Granted, in fairness, no KD. In no KD and Harden in one of those games. Correct. But, like, let's be real. Even with that, that's not an encouraging sign. Um, Besides that, right, they also split games with the 76ers and... Dang it, who was that other team? One second. With 76ers who... While, like the, they, they're okay, and, yeah. they, <laughs> and they split with, and, but and they split with the Clippers. They okay. they 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 had Harden and KD for those games. Like that's why we get Kyrie, baby. Yeah, but no, never mind. I can't. Never mind. I'm gonna talk. I hate Kyrie so much that I can't like. But like. Here's 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 the basic. I can't tell you enough for like off basketball reasons that I can't like audibly. Like I like I hate Draymond for like fun basketball reasons, but mm-hmm. I don't like Kyrie as a person, so I can't speak unbi like objectively about like Kyrie in basketball. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I'm I'm gonna do it like but like I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the man off the court either. But like basic issue is for the team even with him back one as we mentioned before and you'll continue to say does not matter even though it clearly does is they don't have death part of the reason they're be- bringing him back is because if one dude gets hurt they're starting deandre bembry i can never i keep every time i like i'll talk about him now and like by tomorrow i won't remember that he's in the league like and <laughs> Like, let's be real. That is not a good plot to be in. Right? So? Like, 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 and Kyrie, like, even with, like, Kyrie has never been the healthiest basketball player in the world. If he, if he gets, if he does like, all this year and gets hurt, how sick hey, I'm going to be. He, he purposely sat out half the season. Y'all got tricked. Y'all got tricked. And you telling me he's only going to play the, a quarter of the season, really? Because they got he just on the way games. Come on, yo, mind games, mind games, and they're not going to have home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Come on, mind games of a person who's out of his mind. That, that's all fun and like, that's all fun and <laughs> games until like they're coming in down in game six. 
You mean to tell me the man who hit one of the best shots in NBA Finals history? We worried about him in Game Six. He won't be in Game Six. That's the problem because they don't have home court. <laughs> oh, fine. Game Seven, baby. What's up? You got to get to Game Seven. We can do and that. And if you're and, and if you got be your two best players in, and you're and, and you're splitting time and you're splitting games with the Clippers. Right, there's there's no guarantee at all you win game six. We don't have to play the Clippers until we're in the finals. But they are a mediocre team. Mm-hmm. You're splitting games with a mediocre team. Like it's it's just not it's just not encouraging. It's just like with Harden and KD, like it's not encouraging. <clears throat> Alan, is this your man's? Hey look. Is, <laughs> hey, look, look, he's next to my man, so I'm going to ride with him, okay? I want, I want this for KD. I want the ring for KD bad enough where I'm putting all my hopes and thoughts and good wishes into Kyrie. That's the basket that I chose this season. All my other baskets are, like, not coming down the hill whatsoever. So I have to believe the man who is a career almost 25 point per game scorer, who I imagine has stayed in shape this entire time, because we never really had that issue with, with Kyrie Irving, is going to be able to come in and do his specialty, which is score 25, and shore up a lot of the issues that we have. He's not going to help us on defense. I don't expect I'm him just, to. That's but like, not what I most of Kyrie your issues for. are on defense. They were always on defense. Boom. You know how it was like your best offense is a your best defense or best offense is a good defense, whatever whichever way it goes. I know I know what we you're trying to say, more. but I'm not gonna help you. We just added more. Look, there's right. there's literally nothing we can do to solve our defensive woes. There's not a player that we can like pick up. There's not somebody that we can trade for because we don't have any assets. We literally have to stake all of our hopes in Kyrie Irving. That's it. There's no other option. Like, like nobody else is coming through that. And hopefully okay, Kyrie well. is spiritually enlightened enough where it's like, okay. We ain't got nothing to worry about. Wait, what? Uh, Except when, you know, he gets... What spiritual enlightenment have to do with basketball? I'm confused now. Nothing. Godliness. Nothing. I don't know. I just, look, this is all I got. Like... What, he's just going to throw up prayers and pray to God they go down like this is, what's it, Kurokano basket or whatever? I mean, some of the stuff that he's done it is basically the same thing. I mean, like, we can say that about a lot of amazing players, though. Yeah. Like, he's coming on. He's only going to play on the weekends, baby. Like, come on. Like, but... But, like, here's... Okay, so first, I'd just, like, get out of the way that, like, I want... Like, since we seem to basically be back in the same experiment with the uh, with the Nets that they, they had last year, which is all offense all the time, I, again, want them to fail for purely ideological basketball reasons. I will not sit here and lie to anybody about that. But, like... The basic issue, though, right, just at, like, historically, and just, like, when we start talking about, like, putting together, like, championship teams and such, right, is that, like, you, of course, like, you have to be really good on, on one end, on at least one end of the court, and you can get away with being mediocre on the other end, but you have to be, me but you have to be at least mediocre, and, like, even and and granted, this is a bit of an issue before, but like you you sub you you take out Joe Harris and you plug in Kyrie, and like your defense has gotten objectively worse. At the very least, it's not any better. It's ba you're basically back in the same experiment, and like the reality is that like you're betting that you can outscore everybody every game, and like the reality, I don't. You think even with that much firepower, the reality is that, like, you're not going to be able... Like, once once you start getting to the really good teams, if nothing else, right? The fact that you don't have defense is going to tear you up. 
But, I mean, hey, the entertainment value is there. If you're just trying to be entertained, get get on the next bandwagon. I'm not about to hate on you for, like, enjoying entertaining basketball. That, that sounds like a thought experiment out of 2K. Sign me up. I can't. Oh my god, man! Me... Lilith. All right, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm good. No, no, no. I completely understand why why you're not on board with this. I'm not on board with this largely for the same reasons. I just this is just me and ba- this is just me talking basketball. Look, I pushed all my chips to the middle of the table at the beginning of the season, and I I can't take them back. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna risk no, looking can't. like a dumbass. I don't want to do it. I, I personally don't want to do it. I've, I've literally done it every season of this podcast. I don't care enough to switch up this year. I'm, I'll take the L. I'll take... Look, how many years uh, KD got left with Brooklyn? Because that, that's how long I'm probably going to ride with it. That's it. I'll, I'll gladly take the L. Kyra be gone before then. He may, he may not. We'll see. It's, it's, then they it's can sign some players to play defense. You said what? I said then they can sign some players to play defense. I did. Did we look at like their um yeah, their uh, their numbers? They should for like the next couple years. Like they didn't have no cap room. Remember that one time when that like the guy owned the Nets and just bought like a bunch of random old players and just like made them horrible for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. And the, most of the and, and a number of those old players played for the Celtics, which is nothing to do with anything. It's just noteworthy. That's really weird. they thought what, of what thirty six and thirty eight. What do you what are you implying? I don't understand. They they just. They, they they got washed Paul Pierce and washed Ray Allen. Didn't they? Oh, did they have Kevin Garnett? Uh, oh, Gar- Garnett, yeah, Garnett. They, and washed Garnett. Yeah, Ray Allen was down there winning the championship. He made the right decision. Okay, Miami. correction. I okay. like that <laughs> <laughs> really wondered what he had to do. Like it, that had to be more than just I'm gonna go play with LeBron. It gotta be more than that. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, no, I think it was. I think he just wanted to win. I th- uh, he also didn't like Ray Rondo, so like he was being petty, probably. But like, I'm gonna be petty and win? Question mark. Yeah. Nah, yeah I, like, now that's something I think is ignorant. But I'm not gonna knock it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what thing? I'm like, am I looking forward to uh, Rondo's? Retirement, so we can get that documentary. That's gonna be fun. Richard gonna coach. Richard Rondo's gonna be coaching. He doesn't have a documentary. This man just got traded to the Cavaliers, right? But like Rub- Rub- Rubio towards ACL though, so yeah, that's unfortunate. And I feel like he's a good mentor for uh, Darius Garland and uh, Sexton. I mean, they both hard headed. Him and Sexton, so I get it. Yeah, actually, I don't even know if hard headed. I don't even hear that much about him because you know he's in Cleveland. Isn't he scoring like 20, 23 points a game? Something like I that. I couldn't tell you none of his man stats. I couldn't tell you none of his man stats. He is playing Cleveland in 2021 or twenty twenty two. Excuse me, I do not care. You look. You play. You play with Cleveland. You might as well play. I don't even know like what an equivalent is. You might as well play like the two thousands Browns into the NFL. You know what I mean? I don't care about you. You could have just said a G League team or something, bro. Like we would have got it. <laughs> Listen, I had to think of another sport. My analogy had to be lit. Oh, shout out to Evan Mobley since we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. But doing pretty good. I've not paid attention to the Cavaliers. Yes, they are. They're like top five in the East right now. It's it's really oh, okay. I see. All right. Yeah, and like one of yep. the better defensive teams in the league too. I mean, Kevin Love is doing well, right? Yeah, like he did the three dunk the other day. Ruby Rubio was one of the reasons they were doing so well. So the fact he's out kind of dampers the whole like momentum they had. Yeah. But hey, Ugh. there he is, Garland. 
<laughs> the fact that I just said Memento and Cavaliers in the same sentence disturbs me. Hey, but Darius Garland is like really putting on. I think he's averaging like 18 and 6. And people are talking about possibly uh, doing some all-star sniffs. If not this year, next year. Who? <laughs> Darius Garland. Played possibly. for Vanderbilt like three years ago. I think it was three years Possibly, ago. It was, it was less. He, he was on the team. He 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 got hurt. <laughs> These up and coming kids are kind of nice though, so I don't know if he's gonna have one. But um, old dude from Oklahoma City is pretty nice too. You talking about Giddy or you talking about uh Shay? Shay. Yeah. So it's a lot of nice up and coming players, but who you know. We're going to see, I guess. We're going to see. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> shout out to um, Trey Young, who I have not heard anybody talk about this year, but mainly because Atlanta is kind of trash. The Bulls played the Hawks three games, three and four games ago. And Trey Young was looking fine. He wasn't looking great at all. But he had just come back off of like I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was COVID or injury. But he had just come back like that that game. Uh like the fourth game. And then three games ago he played again and they got beat by the Bulls twice. But Cam Reddish was killing. Oh yeah. Like they they, they lost, but he was killing. Like I feel like he made like seven threes that game. Mm. I feel like Cam Reddish is going to be really fun in like two, three years. He just needs to grow into himself. You know what I mean? He's there's 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 there's, there's players that if they were if they like you know if it was like in the '90s or the '80s, they would have been in college for three years, right? Yeah. Like there's some players that are just like when they hit 21, they become like significantly better, or 22, significantly better. And there's some players who are just like I'm 18. I'm nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like but like I think the average basketball viewing audience wants these rookies to be like nice immediately. And it's just like it's not how it really works. Yeah. <laughs> just like you have them in there and like by the end of, like by the end of the rookie contract they're like completely different players, but like Patience. It's just like you, you just you, like this kid's not old enough to drink yet. Give, give him some time. Exactly. It's like he's eighteen. He's literally not done with the first stage of puberty. Relax. But uh, guys, I think that is a wrap for this episode. Unless we want to talk about some college basketball, Calvin, you got anything? Uh, I won't get too deep into it. Um, but like. As far as stuff I have watched, um, I watched South Carolina. The South Carolina women's team plays Stanford. I mentioned this to you. Destiny Henderson put on a phenomenal defensive performance and just game in general with like 17 points, seven assists. I mean, not seven assists, seven steals, and a bunch of just poking the ball loose. They were crunch time rolled around. They were afraid to put the ball on the floor. Like near her, like it was, it was a thing of beauty. Um, and also, I think either right before or right after that, watched Baylor play Villanova, and I have never seen a team play so scared. <laughs> like villain, no, it was like Villanova was just. I don't know why they were terrified, turning down good shots. Like I've never like. It's like this. Like, y'all are shook. I don't know. I don't know what you think these guys did to you. But, like, I've never seen anything like it. Seeing Gonzaga got beat up last year, had them boys terrified. He wasn't even on the court, bro. And then they went on, like, a three-game skid before, like, beating Xavier. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, Well, guys, I went to... City of the Palms this weekend. I met uh, Joe Tipton, who may or may not be joining me for the Prospects Corner on Thursday. Uh, 
Um, it is a more likely yes than no, but we gonna see. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I've been your host, Alan Perdigrew Jr. Please like, share, subscribe, tell all your friends about us. Uh, Patreon coming soon. I know I've been saying that for the past four months, but I mean it this time. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's like adding extra work to the bag, baby. I don't know if I want to do that, but uh, the, the bag needs more money in it. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, guys, go ahead and close this out. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it. Come on, son. Ah. Okay. You good? Um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, cut, I, like, I know you're not gonna, but cut that out anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, once again, I'm Calvin McGowan. Pleasure to be here. It's always a joy to, you know, get together and talk about basketball at, like, every level. Uh, yep. My name is Philip Dixon, a.k.a. the Burger King Man. Mm. And, uh, you know, um, glad you're all able to listen to us talk about and ramble about basketball. Um, you know, the season's been interesting, um, and I just watched my first Raptors game a while ago, and their seats were empty, and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they are, in, they are in a different country. Um, so, you know, be aware of not just what's going on around you, but, you know, in other aspects of life and areas as well. Yeah. This close, guys. Philip was this close to having a really good closing and then he said, Mr. Burger King Man. Love yourself. Should have been like the real Burger King or something. Pay Calvin. That slap. That was much better. Don't do that. I ha- I-, I could piggyback off of what he actually did. We out.